0: Hello everyone and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez. And in this segment, we are going to be discussing the upcoming total lunar eclipse on November 8th or 7th, depending on where you live, in the sidereal sign of Aries. Keeping in mind, this podcast observes the Vedic sidereal system of astrology, which is different than the Western tropical system, If you would like to learn more about the difference between Western and Vedic astrology, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on Media and then Astrology Now, and I have a podcast embedded there that shares more about the difference between these two systems. So I am kind of having a weird week. It's not a bad week. (laughs) It's just very much an eclipse week. Um, Keeping in mind, this is a lunar eclipse, right? And when we're having eclipse season, it's not just that on the day of the eclipse, it happens and then, you know, everything comes to fruition on that day. We usually feel eclipse energy for the entirety of Eclipse season. And so it's about a week before the eclipse, the week after the eclipse. And when we have an eclipse, we usually have two back to back. So it's really just the entirety of eclipse season. We kind of have that energy and very karmic events occur during eclipse season. And why I said all of this to begin with is that this is a lunar eclipse, the one that we're preparing for. And the moon is the mind, it's our emotional capacity. And I've just noticed myself feeling even more scattered than I usually do. I'm having a more difficult time making decisions and I'm having a more difficult time kind of trusting my intuition. And that's what the eclipse can do. Around the eclipse itself, it can kind of scatter things. It can make things a little bit more confusing. But then after the eclipse clears, you usually get so much more perspective so much more comes to light so much more is revealed and so that's why we really recommend as astrologers and at least I recommend as as an astrologer I can speak for myself I don't recommend making big decisions on the eclipse or even again a week before a week after this is the time of gathering information of gaining insight of gaining clarity kind of allowing ourselves to observe after the eclipse is over We can then uh, move forward with any big decisions that we're wanting to make and this is a very transformative time. This is a really transformative time. Um, This previous eclipse that we had was a solar eclipse in the sign of Libra and it was all about relationship and maybe relationships from the past or coming into contact with old loves or reflecting on our ability to harmonize and create diplomacy, our ability to connect, rather it be platonic or intimate. This eclipse is different, right? We're having a lunar eclipse in the sign of Aries. And Aries is all about the self. It's the first sign of the zodiac. So it's all about the self, the personal identity, um, our ability to lead our ability to take charge, you know, inner authority. It's also a very initiating energy. Aries has no problem initiating anything. <laughs> if they're going to finish what they start, that's the question, but they have no problem starting things that they're passionate about. Um, so Aries has this very initiating energy, this very fort moving energy, um, very powerful. It can also, of course, on the downside, it can be incredibly impulsive, Um, incredibly fiery, and even immature. So these are energies to keep in mind. So before we get a little bit more into it, I am going to go over very briefly, I mean very, very, very briefly, how this may impact each of the 12 zodiac signs, but if you want more information, you can go to my Patreon, it's patreon.com slash astrology podcast. I do weekly horoscopes there, and I also do weekly recorded classes, and so for the last couple of years since I've had the Patreon account, I've done recorded classes that are like a series. Like sun in the first, moon in the eighth, you know, what can it mean? I'm kind of changing things around a little bit and I'm going to start incorporating more video lessons where I'm like, like this week I did synastry and I did this little crash course on synastry, super small crash course, right? They're like bite-sized little portions to to kind of learn and expand some knowledge for those of you who um, are looking to learn. So if you are wanting to sign up for Patreon, I I am gonna start kind of expanding what I'm doing there in terms of the weekly recorded classes. So hopefully that's something y'all enjoy. I always check in and I wanna hear y'all's feedback and what you're wanting and things like that. But anyway, I am going to be doing more extensive horoscopes there. I will briefly go over how it may impact each of the 12 signs here. And so... Let's see. I'm going to pull up the chart for the eclipse. So as I was mentioning, it could be November 7th, depending on where you live. For me in Central Standard Time, the lunar eclipse is taking place on November 8th around 4.42 a.m. And when we have a lunar eclipse, the moon and sun are positioned as if it were a full moon. Okay, so for the solar eclipse, it's like a new moon. When we have a lunar eclipse, it's a full moon. So the moon and sun are opposing one another. But remember, what makes an eclipse an eclipse is the fact that Rahu and Ketu are involved. Rahu and Ketu are the karmic nodes that bestow certain karmic lessons. And they attach us to the past and they attach us to the future. K2 is constantly trying to get us to solve past life matters or to confront past life issues. And it is the great liberator. It's the great separator, but it's also the great liberator. Because when K2 separates us from things, it's reminding us of this finite nature of material reality. Everything in this world is made of Prakriti. Prakriti is that which is created. It's this material element that changes and transforms. It is birthed and it decays. And then we have this other element of Purusha. And Purusha is this all-pervading infinite consciousness. Right? It's the soul that moves lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. It's in the trees, it's in the plants, it's in the animals. And so K2 kind of reminds us like, hey, this is Prakriti. This is a temporary thing. It, it helps orient us towards that concept of Purusha. And so it can separate, it can be very, very painful, but it can also liberate us and help us see the true, true with a capital T nature of reality. K two is moksha karka. Moksha is liberation, right? So it's it um, signifies liberation, freedom, and it is the only planet that is constantly trying to remind us of this infinite space right all of the other planets in our birth chart they're trying to attach us to material reality they're trying to attach us to our ego they're trying to get us to say hey i'm christine i'm an astrologer this is who i am and it's me 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 and like (laughs) whatever right all of the planets k2's like wow this is like a moment in time this is on the grand scheme of things something very small In this incarnation, I am playing the role as Christine. I am playing the role as an astrologer. For whatever reason, these roles are meant to teach my soul something. But I can't attach myself to this because this isn't something that's going to last forever. Right? Trevor Hall is one of my favorite musicians and he has this song. And the lyrics are, it's like a a drop of water in a frying pan. And as soon as it starts, it has to start over again. Something like that. So it's like these incarnations. It's just a flash in time. So anyway, I'm kind of going on a tangent here, but this is why Rahu and Ketu are so significant and they have this connection to karma. And then, of course, Rahu Rahu is a very spiritualizing node as well. I mean, it is a karmic node, so it has this very, very spiritual element to it. And Rahu can create more of this obsessive, insatiable desire for material reality. So it kind of attaches us to the material plane, and it can give us beautiful things like fame and wealth and beauty and success, because those things are really lovely. And when we have them, it's like, oh, I don't want to give this up. I want to, I want to be rich. (laughs) I want to be beautiful. I want to have these things. I don't want to let it go. But it's kind of a blessing because we get to enjoy it. But it can be a trick if we attach ourselves too much to it, or if we identify with it. That's going to be, you know, that could cause a lot of suffering because, as I mentioned, nothing is going to last forever so if we identify with something too strongly or if we if we crave something too much it can create that suffering and there's a way to find balance you know we've we've spoken about this so many times on the podcast like we can't just live life without enjoying anything like if you if you have money if you are beautiful if you Have a partner who's perfect for you. If you have the most wonderful kids, if you have an amazing dog like I have, it's like these things should be valued and cherished and we should have so much gratitude for them and we should totally revel in them. It's just staying connected to that moksha karka. It's staying connected to the underlying truth that these things were all in this karmic web together to teach and to learn and to grow and we don't really own any of it. None of it is going to be ours to keep. Hmm. I hope that's helpful. I hope that's helpful to someone somewhere. I find great soli- solace. I was going to say I find great solitude. I also find great solitude in it. But I find great solace in in these concepts. So I hope that it helps you too. So for the previous eclipse we were focusing on the past and there is this connection of love and the other because it was in the sign of libra and now for this eclipse it's you know the moon is with rahu that insatiable <laughs> obsessive energy and again it can be so beneficial and so powerful and it is going to be with the moon With the lunar eclipses, there can be that tendency to feel some confusion. There can be some emotional difficulties. Some of us may feel some emotional upheavals. We may feel um, a little sensitive, totally possible, depending on where this is happening. But some of us may feel this jolt of energy, this like expansiveness, because Aries, it has this like super powerful, initiating, forceful, fiery Change making quality to it. It's a cardinal sign. It makes things happen. It's the first sign of the zodiac. So it wants to lead, it wants to take charge, it wants to make things, you know, give it a spark to start it up. So some of us may be feeling that really powerful quality to it. When we are looking at eclipses, we also want to look at the nakshatra. And we spoke about this a bit on the November horoscope. The nakshatra that this eclipse is taking place in is the nakshatra of Barani. And Barani is symbolized by the yoni, the female reproductive organ. It is associated to Yama, the god of death, also a god associated with justice and righteousness. If you want to hear more about that, I definitely recommend listening to the November Horoscope if you haven't already. Um, and so Yama has the job of of ushering souls from one incarnation to the next. And so there is this connection of needing to be very fair, of needing to be very ethical, of you know, being justice oriented. And you know, as the female sex organ, it it is this breakthrough. Right? new birth new life so yes there is a connection to death and there is a connection to life kind of stripping away the layers it's you know kind of sudden events as well this lunar eclipse i'm pulling up my page really quick this lunar eclipse is also taking place with the planet uranus so on a global level This eclipse is taking place on election day here in the United States. And I actually saw this post about how voting rates are really down for younger people. Like most of the people who are voting are older. Don't quote me on that. This was like something I saw on the Internet and I did not fact check it. But. Essentially, you know, voting seems to be down. And so that may have something to do with this. There are. There may be something sudden and shocking that happens in the world. Barney is associated to women, women's related issues, reproductive issues. It is a very destructive nakshatra. So around this eclipse, there can certainly be events that are destructive, sudden, You know, there's this idea of justice and fairness. People could be feeling that maybe things aren't just or fair and they're needing to take a stand to show what is. So there could be protests, you know, um, it could also be other places in the world and we could certainly see some sort of uprising occur or You know, I was reading the news today and I try not to talk about the news too much on here. Um, And I try to like vaguely allude to things. But in case y'all haven't seen it, there are missiles being launched in North and South Korea. So it's like it's that type of stuff where it's like it's like, you know, no one was expecting it. It's kind of a sudden thing. It's a surprising thing. It's something that's explosive. Uranus brings that kind of sudden shocking element And Barney is a pretty intense nakshatra, okay? It does bring intensity. So watch out this week, kind of into next week, there can be some of these moments of intensity. Of course, I also want to say that there could be something related to women. There could be something related to reproduction um, that comes up that is more new. Of course, when... Uh, Rahu entered Barney, we knew that this was going to bring women's related issues up, right? Well before the protests in Iran, well before Roe v. Wade was reversed, we knew that this was going to be a theme based on the astrology. So we're already seeing those things come up, but this lunar eclipse could certainly accentuate it, perhaps, so that is something to be keeping an eye on. And there is this emphasis on justice and fairness. So watch for the theme over the next couple of days, okay? So getting into the more personal aspect, in our own personal lives, it is very important in this moment in time to slow down. If something feels like it's rushed, if you're feeling a pressure, if 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 you're feeling like maybe the external world needs answers from you or needs something from you, it's an important opportunity to slow things down and If it for work or sometimes there are time sensitive things where we have to make decisions and we have to go through with things or go one way or another. But if that's not you, if you have the opportunity, try to slow down. Nothing needs to happen today. Nothing needs to happen right away. For me, I get caught up in this feeling of I need to make a decision right now. I need to make a decision tomorrow or Maybe I'll get wrapped up in what other people are expecting or what other people are wanting. And this year, I've actually been really practicing slowing down, not worrying if other people are disappointed, not worrying if, um, you know, just, just trying to really embrace the reality that it's very rare that a decision needs to be made in that moment. Right? We can allow ourselves to really take time to feel it out, to let things unfold instead of trying to force something. So I hope that that gives someone permission somewhere. And I think that the, the desire to know and the desire to make a decision right away is actually this underlying fear and creating a, soul, a false sense of control. So anyway, it's been a huge thing for me. It's been groundbreaking. (laughs) Some of you have probably already instilled this idea super, super well. But for me, again, it's like I have anxiety and I'm sure other people have anxiety too. But it's like that desire to like have things figured out right now. You know, I just need to have things figured out right now. That kind of that mentality is stemming from a place of anxiety. And as soon as I realized that it gave me the ability to alchemize it and change it and be more from a place of security and authenticity to myself, right? So I'm offering that to y'all. If you also have anxiety and you feel like you need to have things figured out right now, maybe you don't. And this eclipse is this opportunity to kind of maybe let those feelings come up where you're kind of anxious and you want to make a decision. Can you sit with that? can you just kind of let it be there? Not try to change it, not label it as bad. It's not bad, there's nothing wrong with it. What happens when you just kind of let it sit? And whatever comes, whatever other people decide, whatever kind of happens in the external world, it's totally beyond your control. All we have control over is ourselves, what we choose to do with ourselves. So this eclipse, it definitely is offering that kind of opportunity to slow down, because we're not going to want to <laughs> with all this Aries energy, we're going to feel this impulse to speed up, to make rash decisions, to be impulsive. If it's truly aligned with your soul, if you know in your heart, if you've been percolating on it, if you know it's a 1000% yes, then go for it. But unless all of those boxes are checked, then it's time to slow down. And so this previous eclipse was all about the past. This current eclipse is about the future. It's Rahu. It's moving forward into the future and instead of focusing on others, now it's time to focus on ourselves because Aries is all about the self and even the moon, you know, it has this quality of, of the mind and how we are emotionally. And I also want to say um, there could be some of those sudden, shocking, maybe even chaotic events in our personal life. There could even be an accident or an injury. So definitely please be extra mindful around this lunar eclipse. There could even be something that comes up with the mother for a few of us. Um, But it could also be a profound time of opportunity and moving forward. Barney has this element of breakthroughs, of birthing something new into existence. So we could have revelations. We could come up with grand new ideas. We could finally get clarity on what it is that we want in the future and how we can create that. And so this eclipse is really a time to release tethers to the past that are holding us back. It is truly a time to step forward into the future with confidence, with courage to become what we want to become. But I was contemplating this and some things that I talk about, I have a friend who we talk a lot about like self-growth and manifestation and things like that. And we were talking about how sometimes there is a fear in success. There's a fear in evolution. There's a fear in stepping into what we know we're capable of. And so with this eclipse, with Rahu and the moon in Barney, this is the opportunity for true personal breakthroughs, for putting the past to rest and to allow yourself to move forward. And with that, if you are one of these people who have this revelation or have this breakthrough and you're clear on what it is that you want for the future, first of all, if opportunities come for you, come to you, you have to take them, right? Right. But then also considering what is success? What is the definition of success for you? All of us have a different idea of what success is. What is success for you? What does it look like? What would it change in your life? And I think that this is the scary part, is that when we think about success, there may be this subconscious belief or knowing you know, the subconscious knowing that in order to step into who we're meant to be into this higher version of ourselves, there is a part of us that is going to have to fade away. There are layers that are going to have to be stripped away. There's a part of ourselves that is going to have to die just like Barney, right? It's this death and it's this rebirth. And so if we're truly operating from this place of success, whatever success is to us, if we're reaching that goal, What parts of our life will change? And I mean, we may choose to make a list of this just so that we can have it concrete in our mind. Because if we're really working with manifestation, if we're really wanting to create something in our life, we have to be ready and prepared for the logistics of it. So what would have to change? How would your time change? How would your focus change? Would you still be able to have late mornings? Would you still be able to have time to bake pie on the weekends like whatever you know there, there are elements of life that will likely have to shift and change and evolve in order to make time and to create space for what it's going to take to be successful how are people going to view us right and I think that that's a big one like at the workplace if you get an opportunity it means someone else didn't get the opportunity. You know, there can always be some of these conflicts in our heart or hmm, things that we go back and forth on or moral dilemmas or whatever when it comes to accepting opportunities. Sometimes we may not even believe we deserve it or that we're not good enough or we don't know enough. It's so important to remember how much we have to contribute and how much value we have to offer in whatever realm of life it's in. And so some questions to contemplate, first of all, if an opportunity comes to you, are you going to take it? Are you ready to receive offers and opportunities? When it comes to self-growth and self-development, what is it that you need and what is it that you want overall? Is fear holding you back from what you want in any capacity? Can you imagine your life as you want it? Can you truly imagine it and envision it? What would need to change? What would you need to sacrifice? What would you need to implement? And the final note I took is in order to accept your vision, you have to let your old self die and fall away so that you can step courageously into who you're meant to be. And it's not like, you know, this eclipse is going to happen and everything is going to shift and transform, right? But... It could, first of all. For some of us on this planet, it definitely will. For some areas of this planet, it likely will. But it's an initiation. This eclipse is an initiation. We only have eclipses in these signs every so often. right? The last time, I believe, was 2004. And so it's this opportunity and this initiation to put this future-oriented energy, this amazing kind of... Energy of manifestation really is Aries. Focused on ourselves and what we want. And it could be raising amazing children, you know, and becoming the best parent that we could be. It could, it could be a multitude of things. Only you know what that is. Hmm. And as that last eclipse was more around kind of setting intentions for the future, focused on other, it's like this eclipse because it's a full moon eclipse, it's really about releasing and letting go. So it's kind of releasing and letting go of the fear, releasing and letting go of the self-doubt of those feelings of not good enough, you know, anything that's kind of holding us back from the vision of what our future is meant to be. And it is a time of having major breakthroughs and it is a time of death and rebirth. And so it could be that you've been struggling with a loss or you've been struggling with a change or transition. Some of these things are totally against our control. So what do we have control over? What can we change? What can we alchemize? How can we direct full attention and awareness to ourselves, This incarnation that we only get to live once. What do we want to make of it? What do we want to represent in this life? Who do we want to help? Who do we want to uplift? You know, how can we utilize this experience to the best of our ability and make it something that we enjoy, So that is what I have for the eclipse. I do want to say if you have any planets between 18 degrees to 24 degrees of Barney, this is definitely going to impact you the most. Depending on the planet, I definitely say to be mindful. But again, it could bring sudden amazing opportunity, opportunities of growth, opportunities of expansion. It could bring some difficulties or struggles, again, depending on the planet there. If you have any planets 18 degrees to 24 degrees of any cardinal sign, Aries, Libra, those are the two biggest ones, or even Cancer, Capricorn, this is also a time where there could be some sudden or shocking events that occur for better or for worse. So have that in the back of your mind. So let's go over how this eclipse will impact each of the 12 zodiac signs. Again, we'll go over it super, super briefly. I hope you find it helpful. Let's go ahead and get into Aries if you are an aries moon or an aries ascendant this lunar eclipse is taking place between the first and seventh house so surprise surprise it has all to do with yourself your personal identity in connection to relationship intimacy or other people in general uh, professional relationships or intimate relationships but really this eclipse is affecting your first house so first of all definitely be mindful and take extra care this is a time to really fortify Everything that we talked about in this podcast today, you, yourself, who you're meant to be, what your dreams and ambitions are. Can you truly imagine that for yourself? If you are a Taurus moon or a Taurus ascendant, this lunar eclipse is taking place between the 12th and the 6th house. This is a time to really put the past to rest. The 12th house is all about the past. So if there's been any limiting beliefs or negative self-talk or even events in the past that have held you back from really going for what it is that you want, this is truly an opportunity to reconcile and start working towards releasing and letting go. This could also be a time of focusing more on your mental health, your wellness, making travel plans, and it's an amazing time to maybe release and let go of any negative habits or patterns around your health. If you are a Gemini moon or a Gemini ascendant, this eclipse is taking place between the 11th and the 5th house. This is a profound time for creativity and expression. With the moon being in the 11th, it's about your long-term goals. It's about your future, what you want for the future, like what you want in your long-term dreams and your ambitions. So it's an amazing time to dream big and to really look at You know, what would your success look like? What would you need to let go of? The 11th house is all about that expansion and dreams, you know, your hopes. It's also um, community members and friendships. So there may be something that comes up with friendships around this time. There could also be something that comes up with wealth or finances. There could be some type of opportunity. I also want you to be a little bit mindful of authority figures at this time. And children, there could be something around kids where maybe they're needing a little bit more attention. If you are a Cancer Moon or a Cancer Ascendant, this eclipse is taking place between the 10th and the 4th house. Of course, the moon is going to be in your 10th house of your career. This is an amazing time to focus on your work, on your career, on your authority, maybe making changes in the workplace or getting an opportunity you know, at work, perhaps. There could be some run-ins with authority figures, so I do recommend being mindful around this time, but overall, I see it being such an amazing time for breakthroughs at work or really getting clear on what your vision is for the future when it comes to your work and when i say work it could be life's work it could be charity it could be service it could be um, your authority as a parent there could also be something happening with fourth house matters with your home real estate property definitely have your eye on it definitely just be mindful kind of driving around town there could be something that comes up that needs to be repaired If you are a Leo moon or a Leo ascendant, this eclipse is taking place between the third and the ninth house. The ninth house is all about your dharma, your purpose, what your mission is in life. It has so much to do with learning and teaching. This could be a time where maybe you decide to learn something new. It could be a time of planning pilgrimage, to travel, to learn more. Um, Maybe again, enrolling in some type of course or some type of program. It could also be a time of teaching, but really it's a time of focusing on this concept of dharma, your purpose, what you're meant to do in this lifetime. It could also be around your personal philosophy or spirituality. Your paradigm of how you approach the world could be changing. You could have some sort of major breakthrough when it comes to your spiritual philosophy. Again, this is also a time of travel and it's also a time of courage of really standing in fortitude to really step forward again into becoming what you want to become and what you're meant to become. If you are a Virgo moon or a Virgo ascendant, this eclipse is taking place between the 8th and the 2nd house, which has a lot to do with finances and wealth and investments. There could be certainly something coming up around money or wealth. It could also be your early family life at this period of time. The 8th house is deep metamorphosis and growth, so there could be some ups and downs occurring. There could be fluctuations occurring. In these fluctuations and in these changes, more is going to be revealed to you about what you want your future to be. So any kind of change, anything that is fluctuating, anything that is uncertain, just kind of watch what is revealed with this eclipse. You may gain a deeper sense of insight. I also want to say at this period of time that there could be some things coming up from the subconscious. There could be fears or anxieties being revealed to you that are contributing to this inability to move forward. So any fear or anxiety that comes up, it's an opportunity to release and let go so that you can again kind of tap into that place of authenticity and truth. If you are a Libra moon or a Libra ascendant like Aries, this eclipse is taking place between the first and the seventh house. The moon itself is in the seventh. So this is really all about relationships. I think that Libra is learning so much about connection and intimacy and how to balance themselves and their sense of identity and sense of independence with the other, with relationship. So there could be something significant that happens with with relationship epiphanies that you may have, maybe even fears being revealed around intimacy that are kind of keeping you from having a relationship that you want. This could also have to do with business partnerships as well. Really evaluating trust and um, camaraderie and coming together in intimacy and just kind of notice like how often we rely on others or ask others for help or trust others or really kind of surrender to the experience of being in partnership again it could be relationally intimate uh, professional just a time to look at those things and again balancing your sense of self with the other If you are a Scorpio moon or a Scorpio ascendant, these eclipses, or this eclipse, I should say, is taking place between your sixth and your 12th house. This is a profoundly spiritualizing time. There could certainly be things coming up from the subconscious mind, from the past, that you're realizing are impacting your present moment. You know, And it is an opportunity to look at those things and really release them. It's amazing how past experiences shape how we are. Things that happened to us when we were... 10 or 11 I spoke to one of my friends recently who's actually a Scorpio rising and he was saying this experience he had when he was a little kid totally changed how he interacts with women and it's like we were just uncovering that for the first time together so it's like notice notice those things Uh, doesn't necessarily need to be in relationship it can be in any realm of life how we view money how we view work how we view travel how we view um interacting with our children interacting with our parents it's just a time to notice notice what comes up from the past and the eclipse itself the moon is going to be in the sixth house sixth house is all about health and wellness so it could be a time of evaluating habits around your health uh just habits in general in your life. It could be a time of releasing and letting go of habits that we know are holding us back. It's also a time to really be mindful of colleagues and coworkers and an opportunity to look um, after our pets, keep a close eye on your pets over this eclipse, especially if you have plants in Aries. If you are a Sagittarius moon or a Sagittarius ascendant, this eclipse is taking place between the 5th and 11th house. So similar to Gemini, there is this huge emphasis on your future goals, you know, your plans, your hopes and your wishes. Is there anything that's keeping you from truly moving forward? Can you really imagine what life would be like if you got everything that you wanted? If you if you, you know, reached what success looks like to you but the moon the lunar eclipse it's taking place in the fifth house fifth house is all about creativity and expression and fun and romance are you making time for this are you surrendering to it you know sometimes we can get so caught up in work or being productive that we forget about fun that we forget about just enjoying our time there could even be something around romance maybe we view relationships really practically and you know, we want to take things really seriously instead of just surrendering to the moment and allowing ourselves to enjoy the fun, you know. So that could be an opportunity. It could also be a massive, breakthrough when it comes to creativity and your expression you may get some sort of new amazing creative idea that contributes to a different future and if you have children this could certainly relate to children definitely keep an eye on them if you have kids they may be needing extra attention at this time Um, and if you know if you're not trying to conceive I would definitely recommend being mindful. If you are a Capricorn Moon or a Capricorn Ascendant, this eclipse is taking place between the 4th and the 10th house, similarly to the sign of Cancer. And so this could definitely impact your career, your work life, what you're wanting out of your work. You know, are you limiting yourself? Are you holding yourself back? Are you not taking opportunities that are presented? There could be some conflict with authority figures, so definitely be extra mindful. The lunar eclipse itself is taking place in the 4th house. So this is such an amazing opportunity when it comes to your inner world your home real estate property vehicles maybe even the relationship with your mother there could be an opportunity come up around this time when it comes to real estate property you may be feeling like it's time to move you may be wanting to renovate or decorate or change something around the home there could also again be something with a vehicle involved as well this is a time to really focus on inner fortitude and finding solace and stillness within yourself. So really we were talking about how kind of emotions can come up. This is an important time to really focus on allowing yourself to settle and take your time before reacting or responding. And there could be something that comes up with the mother. And I do, especially if you have planets in Aries, just be extra mindful when it comes to driving. And when it comes to traveling, um, by boat, or again, by car, by bus, just be extra mindful around this time. If you are an Aquarius Moon or an Aquarius Ascendant, this eclipse is taking place between the third and the ninth house. So similarly to our Leo friends, this has so much to do with education, learning, and travel. You could be planning some sort of trip, uh, planning some sort of adventure, and your personal philosophy could be changing, or how you relate to spirituality could be changing. This lunar eclipse specifically is taking place in the third house. That's where the moon will be. And this is all about courage and willpower. It has a lot to do with media and communications. This could be a time of really evaluating how you communicate. Are you communicating from a place of truthfulness, from a place of true authenticity? Are we sharing things because we feel like we owe it to somebody? You know, are we making decisions because we feel like we owe it to someone? This is a time to come home to yourself and really act, speak, align with what is true for you on a timeline that works for you. Um, It's okay to say, no, it's okay to say, I don't know. It's a time to say, maybe I'll know in three weeks. It's just kind of that time to realign with yourself, your intuition, your own inner timeline, and not, you know, abide by others just for the sake of making them comfortable or people pleasing. And it is a time of feeling confident of kind of trusting yourself of maybe taking a risk or taking a deep dive and really believing in yourself to be able to handle whatever outcome occurs. If you are a Pisces moon or a Pisces ascendant, this eclipse is taking place between the second and the eighth house. So similarly to Virgo, this is affecting wealth and finances and how we view money. It could also affect the in-laws as well. There could be something that comes up with them or the wealth of your partner or something to that regard. Um, The second house is all about family life and it has to do with how we view money, how we feel about money, how we feel about spending money. There could be stuff coming up in regards to money mindset, (laughs) limiting beliefs around cash, you know, this is a big one. Maybe there is something uh, keeping you from being successful in a way that you view success financially. It could be a time of just kind of viewing wealth and the energy of wealth. Like some people may have a negative view of money or a negative view of accepting money or, um, view abundance as like a negative thing or a selfish thing or greedy thing. This could be a time of really evaluating some of those core beliefs around wealth and money and security and just kind of exploring that within yourself and maybe releasing and letting go of anything that's not helpful, something that's holding you back. There could be a sudden unexpected expense. There could be something, there could be a sudden unexpected opportunity when it comes to wealth and finances. So definitely have that on the radar. Be mindful around the family. There could be something that comes up Um, that needs to be taken care of involving the family and Definitely, it's a time to evaluate your diet and release and let go of any habits that are not serving you. So this is what I have for the twelve signs. Keep in mind, I'm going to elaborate on my Patreon account, patreoncom podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, if you find it helpful, the best way to support me with the least amount of energy or time is to leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I do know that Apple Podcasts allows for reviews. I'm not sure about other platforms, but just taking a few moments to review the podcast and share any thoughts it helps me it helps astrology now and a small business so I always greatly appreciate it and I have to admit they make my entire day when I read the reviews it just fills me with so much joy and I love getting to hear maybe how it affects you or what you find value in Um, it definitely helps inspire me to continue trying to do the best that I can so thank you so much for inspiring me and uh, for the kind words that were shared If you'd like to schedule a reading, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga and my podcast, or excuse me, my Instagram is astrologynow underscore podcast. I would love to see you there. And I think that that's it for now. Again, my name is Christine Rodriguez. This is Astrology Now. Thank you so much.